You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. All right, let's take our Bible. We're going to try to finish this message here tonight. I try not to take too long so we can spend some time in prayer for our nation. I think we're facing a very interesting week coming up here. 2 Chronicles chapter 15 is where we start out with this morning. So let's go back there and read this passage. The prophet Azariah. 2 Chronicles chapter 15 verse 1. And the spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Obed. And he went out to meet Asa the king. And said unto him, Hear ye men... Asa and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season Israel hath been without the true God. And without a teaching priest... And without the law. But when they in their what? What was the title of the message this morning? The day of trouble. But when they were in their they were in their trouble, did turn to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, and I love this, he was found of them. Verse 12. And they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all of their heart and with all of their soul. This is a revival. And whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. And they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and with coronets. And all Judah rejoiced. At the oath, this promise, this covenant, this vow. For they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire. And he was found of them. And the Lord gave them rest round about. May God do the same thing for us as a nation. So the other passage that we use this morning as our text, verse 14 and verse 15, I'm going to do very, very little review over where we were this morning and move forward here tonight. Psalm 50, verse 14 through verse 15, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of what church? The day of trouble. And I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. The day of trouble. Question. Are there days of trouble that come into all of our lives? Man is born to what? Man is born to trouble. We all face trouble in our lives. We spent quite a bit of time this morning talking about the trouble that we are facing as a nation. 
and it's getting worse. And unless there is an intervention from the hand of a merciful God, this trouble is going to continue to worsen here in our nation. I talked to you about some of the principles and policies of the Democratic Party and what they're seeking to implement if they do take control of all three branches of government. But what we must always remember is God is still in control. The hearts of the kings are in the hands of the Lord. Sometimes trouble comes to a nation and comes into our life because it is an act of judgment. How many years have I been preaching on judgment's coming? Judgment's coming. Unless we turn to God, judgment is coming. And it could be that what we are about to experience is a judgment from the hand of an almighty God. Sometimes trouble comes into our life because our enemies, and there are, there are many enemies of the church of Jesus Christ, but it could be that, that the enemies are bringing this trouble as they brought trouble into David's life quite frequently. It could be that we have brought trouble into our own lives simply by the foolish decisions that we have made to walk contrary to the will of God. And sometimes we just experience trouble because we live in a fallen, sinful world where there's trouble on every hand. Rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. So there are reasons why the day of trouble comes into our lives. But I think it's so fascinating as I was meditating on this message and really pondering it and rolling it around in my heart and my mind and I was looking at that phrase, the the day of trouble. And there's some 171 references to trouble that comes into a nation and comes into individuals' lives in the scriptures. I couldn't help but underline these two verses in my Bible and say, how, how, how has God called us to respond when we're facing the day of trouble? And let's go back. Can someone tell me? Verse 14, what's the first thing we need to do? What? Continue to be grateful. Continue to be thankful. Continue to, to just give praise to the Lord no matter how difficult the trouble is that comes. God is still good. Amen? God is still good. He's a good and merciful God. And we have to focus on that, not so much on the trouble, but on God. So continue to offer unto the Lord thanksgiving and praise. What was the second thing we need to do? Keep our what? Keep our vows. Keep your commitment to the Lord. Continue to remain faithful to him even in the time of trouble because when trouble comes, what are we tempted to do? Become unfaithful, right? To go back on our word, to say it's an error. I made this vow in error. But we saw the importance of making vows this morning. We saw also the importance of of keeping those vows. If we don't keep those vows, God says we are foolish. God says that it is sin. He says that it angers him and he will actually destroy the works of our hands. So when we don't keep the vows and the commitments that we made, if we don't remain faithful, it's to our own hurt. We then saw verse 15, what are we to do? We're to keep offering thanksgiving. We're to pay our vows, or remain faithful to the Most High. Verse 15, what are we to do? Call upon Him. Call upon me in the day of trouble, 
and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. When the day of trouble comes into our lives, what may it look like? Can someone tell me? What may it look like when the day of trouble comes? Okay, how many have ever had a day of trouble come into your life? What did it look like? Someone shared with me this morning. They said, Pastor, have you ever heard of anything like this? I said, what's that? They said, you know, they said, we went into, we didn't have a good vehicle. We haven't had a good vehicle for years. We were always repairing our vehicles. So we decided we were going to buy, we were going to go into debt and we were going to buy a good vehicle that we could depend upon. They said, we had it less than a year and the motor went out. And we had to replace the motor, $7,000 to replace the motor. They said, can you believe it? It hasn't even been a year later and our motor has gone out in our car again. Can I tell you something? That's the day of trouble, right? How many have ever had car problems? That, oh my, that is a day of trouble when your car breaks down and how am I going to get to work? How am I going to afford to, to pay this? That can be a day of trouble. Somebody else, talk to me tonight. What? Sickness. When illness comes or health issues come into our lives, boy, that can be a day of trouble. We mentioned Dee Dee this morning. She's in a day of trouble. Dwayne uh, texted me uh, last night. He actually fell again on the floor last night. Even his wife couldn't get him up. I said, do I need to come down and help you get up? He said, no, I'm calling 911. Was in emergency all night. He's in the hospital right now. Um, Dwayne has gone through problem after. I look out here. Mrs. Pierce is shaking her head. You know what the day of trouble is like. My wife knows what the day of trouble is like. How many of you have, have had health issues? Jim, yeah. You know what the day of trouble is. Health issues can bring trouble into life. But what do we do? Do we just quit on God? No, we remain faithful. We continue to give him praise and thanksgiving and call upon him. A very present help in time of trouble. What are some other troubles that we face in life? Loss of a job. That would affect us financially, right? Yes. When financial trouble comes into our lives, a, a loss of a job, getting laid off or whatever. Now with this new administration, you don't have to worry about that. You'll make more money getting laid off <laughs> than you will working. What are some other problems? What? Okay, the, the COVID issue. Boy, has that brought trouble into our lives. Think of the small businesses that have been harmed and been put out of business. The COVID issue. Somebody else? Death. Okay, the death of a loved one. That is a time of trouble, heartache, sorrow. Someone else? Mm, you know, that's on my list. Rebellious children. Children that don't walk with God. I'll tell you, there's no greater joy than to see your children walking in truth, but there's no greater heartache. Trouble. Your spirit's just troubled over your children when they're not walking with the Lord. Come on now. Corrupt government. <laughs> The weather. <laughs> yeah, that can bring trouble. 
How about marriage problems? Conflict in marriage can bring a day of trouble. How about neighbors? How many have ever had issues with their neighbors? You are such nice people. Why would anyone ever have issues with you? Neighbors. Someone else? Yeah, we mentioned that one. You got to turn up your hearing aid there, Jim. Yeah, you'll be all right. Mom? Family problems, okay? A lot of divided families, a lot of dysfunctional families. Trouble, trouble. Okay, natural disasters. Well, think of how many people's livelihoods have been destroyed with these homes being destroyed, the loss of everything. Trouble, trouble. How about church problems? We don't have any. No, we don't. And if you want to cause one, please leave. (laughs) Trouble, trouble, trouble everywhere. How many of you have a child or you have a grandchild or you're a teacher in Sunday school or just a teacher in general and you see that child coming and you say, oh no. Here comes what? (laughs) Trouble can be annoyances, affliction, adversity, anguish. Distress, suffering, persecution, trials, it's not pleasant. You know, God does give us reprieve, though, doesn't he? After that, you have suffered a while. It's kind of like, that's what I've noticed in my years, it's kind of like there's seasons of suffering. Though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. But enduring trials is not easy. Peter said, For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief. Isn't it hard to endure grief when people are just giving it to you? We just want in our flesh to stand up and to defend ourselves. It's really hard to endure grief and suffer wrongfully, Peter says. You didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve that trouble. It wasn't anything that you did. Paul said, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. How many of us are soldiers of Jesus Christ? What does God do to make us better soldiers? What does he do? Well, let me read it. Therefore endure hardness. He brings hardness into our lives to turn us into better soldiers for him. But watch thou in all things, endure affliction. It's not easy. We need the grace of God to do that. Endure affliction. If ye endure chastening, endure chastening, God dealeth with you as sons. James says, but we count them happy which endured. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. Think of all the trouble that Job endured. It's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. Jesus said this, cheer up. In the world you shall have tribulation. (laughs) 
But can we finish the verse? But be of what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Life is full of illness and financial crisis and loss of loved one that has been mentioned, the death of a child, the death of a mate, divorce, rebellious children. All these things weigh very, very heavily upon our heart and they cause much sorrow. But regardless of the trouble that we have to face in life, God has told us how to deal with it. His prescription, be grateful. What was number two? Be faithful. Number three, call upon me. And then number four is glorify me. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee. That word deliver is a, is a really an interesting word. It, it literally means to break the grasp of. Trouble has a way of just grasping us and holding us, right? And it's not so much that he's going to take the trouble away, but he's going to take away the hold, that emotional hold that, that that trouble has upon our lives as we do these things that he's told us to do. I recently read this, call upon me. Some of our prayers are more pitiful than powerful because our requests are not urgent. Think of that. Our requests are not urgent. Though we may not like trials, it certainly helps our prayer life become more focused and more fervent. I think that statement he made there, some of our prayers are more pitiful than powerful. Because... There is no trial going on in our life. There is no trouble. And so that urgency is not there. What, what did Hannah do in the face of her trouble? Does anybody remember? We preached on it a couple weeks ago. She poured out her soul before the Lord. Was that fervent praying? I mean, was she really calling upon the Lord at that time? She was so fervent in her prayer, Eli thought that she was... And he kind of scolded her for it. Psalm 31, verse 9, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. I mean, he is crying, I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly is consumed. How many here have ever been so full of grief that has affected you right down into your belly. Psalm 9.9, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Psalm 27, verse 5, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. And in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. 
He shall set me upon a rock. What is David? He's just talking about the protection that the Lord will give us during these times of trouble that you have just mentioned. Psalm 32, verse 7, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. How many ever remember hearing that word selah at the end of a verse? I'll tell you what it means here in just a minute. Psalm 37, verse 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. He's our refuge. He's our pavilion. He's our tabernacle. He's our rock. He's our hiding place. He's our strength. Let's all turn to Psalm 46. Such a great psalm. We'll read the seven verses. Psalm 46. Try to get there real quickly. Psalm 46. I'll begin reading with verse 1. I'll read through verse 7. Are you there? Give me an amen. amen. All right, good. God is our what? Refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea... Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the stream whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen rage and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our what? Refuge. What's the next word? Selah. I did quite a bit of study this week trying to really understand what this word selah means. And this is the best definition that I found. It means this, pause and reflect upon what has just been said. Selah, pause, reflect upon what has just been said. Now I want to tell you something, we don't do that enough. We don't pause and reflect upon the promises of God enough. So the prescription that God gives us, be grateful, be faithful, call upon me in the time of trouble. I'll deliver you and you'll be able to glorify me. The prescription. We need to put our faith in the most high God. The most high God. We need to pray. Seek his help in our time of need. I believe that if we follow this prescription, we will begin to see God at work in our lives. But if we don't, we won't. The promise, I will deliver. I will loosen the grip that trouble has on your life. And here's one thing we will find out. All things will work together for good. 
For those of you who have walked with God for any period of time, you can look back at times of trouble to the seasons of trouble that God has brought you through and you can look at all the good that God brought out of it. At that time, that's why you need to focus on God at that time. If you focused on your trouble, your troubles would have gotten worse. But you kept your focus on God, you stayed faithful to Him and your commitments to Him. And you look back on it and say, you know what, I'm thankful God brought me through that. What is the purpose? We find the prescription, we find the promise, I will deliver you the purpose. Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt, what? Glorify me. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. Listen, let, let me tell you this, and we're, we're done. Here's how God works. He allows the trouble to come into our lives for whatever reason. Remember, we looked at all the different reasons why trouble can come. But he allows the trouble to come into our lives so that that will draw us closer to him. We then pray to him and we ask him for deliverance. And what does he do? He delivers, as he promised he would do. He delivers us. He permits the trial to come. It draws us closer to him. He delivers us. And when he delivers us, what do we do? We glorify him. What did Larry do Wednesday night in his testimony? He glorified the Lord. Some other really amazing things have happened this past week, and I can't wait for him to share it with you. But he glorified the Lord. Troubles draw us closer to God. Troubles allow us to see God at work. Without trouble, we'd never experience deliverance. Without deliverance, we would never have a testimony. Without a testimony, we wouldn't be able to glorify the Lord. So trouble leads us to prayer. Prayer leads us to deliverance. Deliverance leads us to praise and glorify God. And that's what it's all about. The day of trouble will come. But God has a prescription. He has a promise and he has a purpose. When he allows it to come into our life and even into our nation. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Listen, keep right with God. With every trial comes a temptation. And that temptation is to get you to be ungrateful and get you to be unthankful. So God will not be able to be glorified in and through your life. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we've spent a lot of time looking at these verses, Psalm 50. These two verses are packed with eternal truth. And so, Lord, I pray that these truths would just be burned deeply into our hearts. Forgive us for being ungrateful in the day of trouble. Forgive us for not being faithful to you in the day of trouble. Forgive us for not calling upon you in the day of trouble and for not glorifying you With every head bowed and every eye closed here tonight, is there anyone here tonight that would say, when trouble has come into my life, Pastor, I have, I have failed the Lord. I've not been grateful. I've not been faithful. I haven't called upon him as I should, and I didn't look for opportunities to glorify him. And the Lord's really convicted me about that here today. 
Pastor, would you pray for me that these things would change in my life? And I'll thank you. I raised my hand with you. Anyone else here tonight? Yes. Father, many of us, we've, we've raised our hand here this evening. We thank you that you're a merciful, faithful, forgiving, loving God. And Father, knowing these truths now, knowing, knowing how we should respond, we pray that you would give us the grace to do so. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.